Shalom to all. Today's half is Yushami Brachas Daf Samach Beis. We are starting Samach Alf Amad Beis, about four lines up from the bottom with the words of Zreikon. And the Vilna Tzurah said the half is Mem Gimel Amad Beis, the last narrow line with the same words of Zreikon. And today's half is sponsor, Li'ilui Nishmas, Maris Miriam Sarah, Basar Yaakov Maisha, her Neshama should have an Aliyah. And the Gemara says, Reb Zreikon Amar, Reb Zreikon tells us, Reb Zreikon asked the following question, A hunter Nas of Tormusa, someone who was holding a Tormus, he was holding this type of bean, and he had a whole bowl of these beans in front of him, but he was holding one of the beans. And then he made a bracha on this bean, and then it fell from him, and he wasn't able to pick it up and eat it, it got dirty, or he lost it. Does he have to make a bracha on it another time? Meaning, when he takes another bean to eat it, does he have to make a new bracha on that? On one hand, we could say that he only made a bracha on the one that was in his hand. On the other hand, we could say that since he intended to eat the entire bowl of beans, so he also made a bracha on the entire bowl, so even though he doesn't have the one that he was holding when he made the bracha, still he has the whole bowl in front of him, and he doesn't have to make another bracha. So the Gemara asks, What's the difference between this and a spring of water? A spring of water is constantly flowing, and when he starts making a bracha to drink, the water that he's actually going to drink wasn't the water that was there in front of him when he started making the bracha. So why is our Turmus case any different? So Gemara Samach Beza Manal Fantap tells us, Amrin, they said, Taman, over there in the case of the water, that's what his intention was in the beginning. He knew that he wasn't going to be drinking the water which is right in front of him, he first has to make a bracha. So he never intended to make a bracha on the water water that was right in front of him now, he intended to make the bracha on the water that he's going to end up taking and drinking. However, over here, it's possible that he didn't have this intention to begin with. It's possible that he intended only to make a bracha on this one bean that was in front of him, and now that he lost it, he doesn't have it or he can't eat it, so now perhaps he does have to make a new bracha on the bowl of beans that's in front of him. So here we have an answer. A person should not make a bracha on bread, which means that he should not cut a piece off of a loaf of bread and make a bracha on that piece. Rather, he should hold the whole loaf, make a bracha on it, and as he's finishing the bracha, he should break a piece off the bread. Now why is that? Because now it's considered that he made the bracha on the entire loaf, so that even if he lost the piece that he broke off, he could take another without making a bracha on it. We see that when he was holding the bean, he made a bracha only on that bean, and he would have to make a new bracha on a new bean. Now once we had a lacha about a loaf of bread, Amr Avchir Barva, Hada Amr, this tells us, Ahan Vigula, someone who's holding a roll, some have the girsa puglo, which is a radish, and it doesn't really have to be a roll or a radish, it can be any sort of food, and he makes a bracha on it, but then it doesn't come to his hand, it fell out of his hand, he lost it, he can't eat it for whatever reason, he has to make a bracha on it a second time, meaning when he takes a second of this item in his hand, even though it was in front of him when he made the bracha, he would have to make another bracha on it. And Rav Tanchum Bar Yudan, Rav Tanchum Bar Yudan tells us, now that it turns out that he said a bracha that didn't come to fruition, he has to say, So it doesn't turn out that he says, And we all know that when a person says a bracha by accident, he quickly says, Now why is it? How does that work? So it's pretty simple. If one makes a bracha they in essence uttered Hashem's name in vain, bringing disgrace to Shmei HaGadol. Therefore, he should quickly say, iterating that he isn't being Mechal Shem Shemayim. Rather, he's saying, blessed is the name of his glorious kingdom for all eternity. Now continue to talk about making a mighty. 
Ad kama yifrais, until how small can a person break bread? Now what's exactly the question over here? So we know that it's considered gluttonous to break off a piece bigger than a beitzah, but breaking off too small of a piece is considered stingy. So up until how small of a piece is a person allowed to break off, and he's not considered being stingy. So Rechina Rav Mano, they argue about this. Chanam or one of them says, Ad kezayis, up until kezayis, which means a person should not break off a piece less than a kezayis. V'charna Omar, the other one says, Ad pachas mekezayis, even less than a kezayis. When a person says, Hamaitzi, and he breaks a piece off the bread, it could even be less than a kezayis, and he's not considered stingy. The Gemara says, Man demar kezayis, the one that says it has to be a kezayis, Kadetanin Taman, is like we learned over there, Vakulan Pesisan kezayis. All of these menachas, their pieces should be a kezayis. Menachas which are baked or fried need to be broken into pieces before the kmitza is taken off of them. These pieces need to be a kezayas, and Abraza teaches that the kain makes a hamaitzi on these pieces. So we see that a hamaitzi should be made on a piece that's the size of a kezayas. And Mandamar ad kezayas, the one that says it could even be less than a kezayas, he holds like the following. Tani Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel says, afil salta, that these menachas can even be returned to their state of flour, meaning they don't have to be broken into kezayas-sized pieces, they're supposed to be ground into flour, so too when a person makes hamaitzi, he can even break off a piece which is smaller than than a Kazayas. And the Gemara continues, Tani was taught in a brachos. anything that after we're going to say three brachos, which means we're going to bench after it. Why is benching called three brachos and not four brachos? We know there's four brachos in benching. That's because originally, before the fourth bracha was added on, benching was only three brachos. So anything that we're going to bench afterwards, we're going to say before it, and anything which does not get shalash brachos afterwards, we don't bench after it, we don't say before it. Hasevim, but they ask the following question, a piece of bread, which is less than a kezayis, we do not say shalash brachas afterwards, we don't bench after such a piece, beforehand, we're not supposed to say we know that before eating a piece of bread, even if it's less than a kezayis, we have to say hamaitzi. So Yaakov Racha Amar, he answers, l'shar this whole brass was necessary for other meaning. Obviously, if we're dealing with bread, even if it's less than a kezayis, we're going to make hamaitzi beforehand. Hand. The Chiddush of the Brasa is talking about other things that are made from Chamesh Saminim. The rule is that only if we're going to bench afterwards are we going to say Hamaitzi beforehand. But if we're not going to bench afterwards, so then we're not going to make Hamaitzi beforehand. Such as all sorts of dishes or Pasababa Kistin, things like that, we're not going to say Hamaitzi beforehand, even though it's made at Chamesh Saminim Dagon. Now a little bit about Hilcha Suda. Rav Abba says B'Shem Rav, Mesubin, those that are reclining around a table, meaning they're all sitting being Kaveyasuda together, Asurin Lutaim Klom Achiyatim Hamavarech. They are not allowed to taste anything until the Mavarech, the one that made the bracha, tastes. Which means, you have everyone sitting around the Suda, you have one person that takes the challah, the loaf of bread, he makes hamaitzi, he cuts it into pieces, he gives it out. The people that got their bread are not allowed to eat anything until the one that made hamaitzi eats something. But now, Samach Bezo and on top, it seems like we have a different halacha. Rabbi Shua ben Levi Amar, he says, Shaisin People who are sitting around the table are allowed to drink their wine, even though the one that made the hagafen didn't drink his wine yet. And ask the Gemara, Ma Palig, what, is he arguing? How could it be that Rabbi Shubin Levi is arguing with Rav? It's not Mustafa to say that they're allowed to drink before the Mavarich drinks. So my answer is no. Rav, that which Rav said, that's talking about when they were all relying on this one loaf of bread. He's the Mavarich, he's cutting this loaf of bread for everyone, so they're not allowed to eat until he eats from the loaf of bread. But Levi, that which Rabbi Levi was talking about, is when each one has his own cup. If each one has his own cup of wine in front of him, so they were listening to his bracha, but they don't have to wait till he drinks for them to drink because they have their own wine in front of him. Let's say he was a situation where he made hagafen and he poured into little cups for them and he passed those little cups to them 
And for whatever reason, he didn't drink yet, they're not allowed to drink from that wine until he drinks from it. And a similar b'raisa, Tani was taught in a b'raisa, Amavarech, the one that made the bracha, Pashid Yadet Chila, he sticks his hand out first into the platter of food, he gets to take food first, Elim Ratzalach Lekla Kavid Lerabai, El Misha Gadol Menu B'tayra, unless he'd like to give Kavid to his Rebbe or to someone that's greater than him in Taira, or Shazbiyadai, he's allowed to, and he's allowed to let them take first. But if he's not going to give Kavid to anyone, or if his Rebbe's not there, then the one that's leading the meal, he's the one that made the bracha, he's the one that gets to take from the food first. Now the Gemara tells us, Rav, Katsi, when Rav was cutting the bread, when he was dishing out the bread, when he made Hamaitzi, Havatan Bismale, he would eat with his left hand, Umafli Bimine, and he would give out the bread with his right hand. Now Allah regarding Hefsik, in between the bracha and eating, Rav Huna Amar, Rav Huna says, Ahan Demar, regarding one that says, Sav Brich, Sav Brich, take of the blessed, take of the blessed, which means the person that made the bracha Hamaitzi, he cut the challah, he cut the loaf of bread, and before he took a piece himself, he started telling everyone, here, take from this loaf of bread that was blessed. Take, take, have a piece, enjoy. And by Misham Hefzik Bracha, there's no issue of Hefzik Bracha over there. Since this has to do with the Bracha, after making the Bracha, he's telling people to take from that which he made a Bracha on, so there's no Hefzik, so he's allowed to eat without having to make a new Bracha. However, let's say he says, bring grass or bring food for the oxen, there is a hafsik brach over there. That has nothing to do with him eating a piece of bread. He makes somebody say, and before eating the piece of bread, he says, go feed the animals. What does it have to do with him eating bread? So that would be a hafsik, and he would have to make a new bracha. Now, the Bavli brings a shita that argues with this that says that this is not considered a hafsik. Since we know that a person has to feed their animals before they eat, if he realizes that he hadn't fed his animals, so then it is considered to be part of the bracha because he's not allowed to eat until he feeds his animals, so he would be allowed to say, go feed the animals. Another halach from Rafuna. Rafuna Amar, he says, regarding this shesisa, which is some sort of drink made out of very sweet grain, and regarding this crushed up morsa, a person says shahakal on it. Now, even though this shesisa is made out of chameshas mine dagon, since it's a drink, he's going to make a shahakal. Now, the Bavli says that that's only if it's a drink. However, if it's thicker and it's eaten more as a food, so then one would make a mazinus on it. Another halacha from Rafuna, Rafuna Amar, Rafuna says, Let's say a person put food into his mouth, and he forgot and he didn't make a bracha, and he didn't swallow it yet. If it's liquid, he should spit it out. If it's food, he should push it to the side of his mouth and then make the bracha. If it's liquid, he can't make a bracha properly because he can't exactly push it to the side of his mouth. So therefore, he would just spit it out and make a new bracha on new liquid. However, food, since it's solid, he could just push it to the side of his mouth, make a proper bracha, and then swallow it. Rav Yitzhak Barmari, Kumai Rav Yitzhak Oven, said, Even if it's food, he should spit it out before he makes a bracha. Because the Pasuk says, My mouth shall be filled with your praise. All day your splendor. And this first part of the Pasuk, says that my mouth shall be filled with your praise. And that means that nothing else should be in a person's mouth when he's praising Hashem. Therefore, he should take the food out of his mouth, make the bracha, and then he can eat the food. And now the Gemara brings a brysa. Some that choose wheat. Which means he takes a piece of wheat, just a regular good old kernel of wheat, and he starts eating it. Before he eats it, I'm and he says on it, Bayramines are Ainan. Now this Bryce is clearly Shitas Rabbi Yehuda from Aramishna that says that there's such a bracha Bayramines are Ainan. According to Rabbanan, he would make a hadama on it, he wouldn't make a mazinus on it, because that's not the standard way to eat it, since it's a regular kernel out of the ground, so something that grows out of the ground is adama. Now let's say he ground it into flour, afyon, and then he baked it, ubishlon, and then he cooked this bread that he baked, Bismancha Prusas Kayamais, if there's still pieces of bread here, 
he makes a Hamaiti Lachemenaritz on this, and he makes Shalish Brachas afterwards, which means he benches afterwards. But in Meina Prusas Kayamais, if there's no pieces over here, I'm Raleigh and Bayramine Mazinus, so then he only makes a Mazinus on it, and then he makes a Bracha Achas Main Shalish, which means an Alamechia. The reason why he makes a Mazinus on it is because since there's no actual bread here, as we said, Eina Prusas Kayamais, so it gets downgraded from its status of being bread and it only gets a Mazinus. Now the Gemara just asks, Ad Kamiyu Prusais. Up until when is it considered that it's precise, that it's pieces, that we would make a hamaytzi? So Rabbi Yesi Rabbi Oven and Kahana Bar Malchia say B'Shem Rav Ad Kazesim until the size of a kazayas. The Brasa continues, HaKaisis HaOyrez, someone that chews rice, Aymer Olav Bar Minez Ar'aynen, he says Bar Minez Ar'aynen on it, and again that's Shittas Rabbi Yehuda. Let's say Afyai, he baked it, Ubishloi, and then he cooked this, Afal Pisha Prusas Kayamais, even if there's pieces that are still here, Aymer Olav Bar Minez Ar'aynes, he says Bar Minez Ar'aynes on it, he doesn't make hamaytzi on it, that's because rice, even if it's cooking to bread, one does not make hamaytzi on it, and ve'ain lavarich, he doesn't have to make a bracha afterwards. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that he doesn't have to make a bracha afterwards. According to the Bavli, it means he doesn't have to make a alamechia. It means he would make a bar and a fashis afterwards. Moving on to Samachim Lamar Alpha on the top, Rabbi Yirmiyah, Rabbi Yirmiyah says, no, bar pradama. A person makes a bar pradama on rice. Now Rabbi Marino, who's the name of the Tamil Chacham, baruch kumei rabzeira vekumei rabchia barva shahakolni bedvarei. He made a shahakol in front of rabzeira and rabchia barva on rice. And Rabbi Shimon Chasida Omer barimene madanim that a person person should make a barimene madanim, one who creates many different types of delights, and that's the bracha a person should make on rice. Now, Amrab Yesi Brab Oven, he says, Vlai Pligin, no one's arguing over here. Mandamayar Barimene Mazainas, the one that says that we should make a Barimene Mazainas on rice, Lahu David Bull. That's if it's made into a block, which means if it's like baked into bread, so then we'd make a Mazainas on it. Mandamayar Bar Pradama, the one that says we make a Bar Pradama, Lahu the Barir, meaning each grain of rice is distinct and distinguishable from the other, so therefore we make a Adama. Mandamayar Shahakolni Bidvari, the one that says we make a Shahakol, Lahu the Shalik. That's when it's cooked so extensively that we can't really distinguish each grain of rice, they crack, they split, they change shape, and according to the one that says we make a one that creates all sorts of delights, but who the tarif, that's if it's congealed or if it's turned into jelly, so that's the bracha we would make on it. Now the Gemara says, Ad Kedem all this is talking about the beginning, meaning the first bracha, the bracha Rishayna. Besaif, what type of after bracha does a person make on rice? So Rabbi tells us, B'Shem Rabbi Shimon Chasida, a person says, Asher bara b'mina ma'adanim, la'adin bahen nefesh kolchai, to delight with them nefesh kolchai, Barchato Hashem ala aretz v'almadoneha. Now we know that the Bavli argues with this, and almost always on rice, we're going to say a mezainis and a barinafashis. And a cute and easy way to remember this is by the word amain. Amain is the letters Aleph, Mem, Nun. Aleph stands for Oyrez, rice. Mem stands for mezainis. Nun stands for nefashis. On rice, one makes a mezainis and a barinafashis. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow, continue to talk about the proper brach on food. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.